When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. 7-7, go Latham. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Boy, we've got some chilly weather on the way for a Wednesday. It's five minutes after five o'clock on this, the 16th day of October. And I will agree with you, this feels anything like October weather. Cloudy skies on the way today. The best we'll see is 47 degrees, and the wind will be noticeable as well. Out of the northwest, about 15 to 25 miles an hour. Kind of weird to be talking about wind chill effect already this early in the month. Tonight, Patchy frost is very possible. Overnight lows tonight down to 35. So again, if you've got anything outside you're still trying to protect, make sure you're covering it up. For tomorrow, sunshine back in the forecast. 55 are expected high. Friday, sunny and breezy. 60 are expected high. By Saturday, we should be up to 62. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has weather details in about 15 minutes. Our special guest this morning, our current Alice in Dairyland. She hails from the community of Milton down in Rock County. Abigail Martin, now four months into the job, representing all of Wisconsin agriculture. What's she learning? What's been of a surprise to her? I got a chance to visit with Abigail, and she's our guest before six. Well, congratulations to the class of 2019, the UW School of Veterinary Medicine, sending some fantastic trained professionals to much of rural Wisconsin. That includes Kendra Hodge, an Appleton native that's going to stay in Wisconsin. She said her experiences at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine were wonderful, despite some cramped spaces. Demand for veterinarians is so high, so, you know, we're trying to meet that demand, but um, the facility is only so big. But the staff there and the um, professors and the clinicians are so wonderful. It was definitely, you felt supported the whole way along. Kendra Hodge, a brand new graduate of the School of Veterinary Medicine that will stay in Wisconsin. But that facility needs more space. They've got even a bigger incoming freshman class this fall. Find out about their expansion plans and how you can support them with a phone call, email, or letter. Get online. Animals need heroes too. T-O-O.com. One of the area's top producers of fresh produce continues to grow. Gums Farms is now hiring for their packing shed and field. These are seasonal, full-time, with potential full-year-round employment. If you have a passion for agriculture and want to learn from a locally-owned and seasoned producer, visit GumsFarmsWI.com for an application. Gums Farms is looking for forklift operators and stackers. Find out more. Visit G-U-M-Z. FarmsWI.com. Gums Farms, growing for the future. It was National Farmers Day last Saturday, and it got me thinking about some of the things that farmers do across the countryside to take care of the environment. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Josh, sometimes farmers are misunderstood about the things they do and don't do for the environment. That's right, Scott. Josh Scramlin here on the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And great minds think alike because our very own Reba McClone read this uh, piece in uh, numerous publications online uh, by Patrick Meyer. He is a Wisconsin farmer, and he is trying to bridge the gap between the farmer and the consumer. So he did uh, this piece in some publications to talk about what farmers are doing to help in the environment. Issues. And Reba has more on that story. 
When it comes to water quality and land conservation and stewardship, farmers are actually at the forefront of some of the practices that are being used, even though that oftentimes gets overlooked by those who may not be connected directly to the agriculture industry. I'm talking with Patrick Meyer, who helped write an op-ed piece for National Farmers Day on October 12th. Patrick, can you start by telling me a little bit about your farm operation? Yeah, so my uh, wife and I farm with my parents uh, and my aunt and uncle, and my grandparents are still on the dairy. Um, we got a couple hundred cows out in the Wanakee area and uh, run about 1,500 acres of land. Um, as I said, multi-generational, um, really trying to uh, work, work towards being involved in the community and kind of doing the right thing for uh, our farm and our neighbors. And speaking of doing the right thing for your farm, your neighbors, the community, your farm's a member of the Yahara Pride Farms. Uh, y- yes. So uh, we're since kind of the uh, origin of the, the Yahara Pride Farms, we've been a member. My dad sits on the uh, board. And we've been uh, pretty active with a lot of the neighboring farms in our area uh, to kind of get it get it started and launched. Why is that important? Well, you know, it's, we're, we're all uh, ourselves, a lot of our neighbors, we're multi-generational farms. Um, and what we're trying to do is just be good stewards of the land, uh, have something to pass on to the next generations and do our part uh, in, in taking care of the environment when we can. And regarding taking care of the environment, we recently had National Farmers Day on October 12th, and you helped to write an op-ed in the Wisconsin State Journal. Tell me about what you wrote in that. Well, I, I guess what we were trying to accomplish was there's there's a disconnect uh, at times between uh, the general public and where their food comes from. Um, farmers, like m- myself, you know, we, we live out on the land, we drink the water, um, we, we grow the crops, our animals are out there, and they're our livelihood. And we're, we're trying to kind of make a little bit more of a connection uh, between the general public and farming as uh, a lot of people get removed further and further away from production agriculture. And the farmers really have uh, worked hard in sustainability and, and practices. And it comes with a financial expense, but they're, they're still willing to do it because they know it's the right thing. What are some of those sustainability practices that you would have highlighted? Um, a lot of the main things uh, would be like a, a cover crop. I know uh, a lot of people in the area, including ourselves, have uh, flown on with, with airplane a cover crop for soil erosion, um, manure injection, uh, vertical, vertical tillage bars. Um, there, there's, a, there's, there's quite a few things and uh, different varieties of it, barley, rye, uh, different types of cover crops. Um, but and the main thing, we're trying to keep the soil on the field. Um, that benefits everybody. You know, it keeps it out of the water, and it's also uh, has healthier soil for the generations to come. And who was your target audience when you wrote this? It was in the Wisconsin State Journal, so it wasn't in the Wisconsin Farmer or Ag Review or something like that. I know you said you wanted to connect with the public, but is that who your target audience was, too? Yeah, more, more of the consumers. You know, farmers, you get up, uh, at least all the farmers I know are working uh, seven days a week. You know, they get, get up before the uh, sun comes up, and a lot of times you come home when the sun's down. And, 
you know, it, it, if, if we could help give farmers a little bit more of a voice, you know, they're... I, th- I think it would help. Um, it, the, the percent of population that farms just keeps shrinking and shrinking. Um, and the last few years of, of margins um, have really challenged all farmers, uh, dairy in particular. And I just thought it would be a, a, a good opportunity to let people know that, you know, farmers are out there trying to do the right thing. Um, I know there's a lot of opportunities to take farm tours uh, and, and, and get involved and to see it firsthand. And I think the opportunity for people people to get on farms to see it for themselves will really, really show uh, what type of people farmers are. Another thing that I kind of want to touch on is what are you hoping that those people would take away from this article that you wrote? Well, I, I feel sometimes uh, farmers get to be tainted a little bit. Um, you know, everything more, uh, you, you know, the buzzwords on factory farms um, and, and, and sometimes big is bad. And, you know, everybody's from a uh, 40 cow herd to a thousand cow herd. They're, they're all dairymen. Um, you know, sometimes more family members come back, so it might be the right thing for one family to expand, or uh, it might not be right for another family to expand. But at the end of the day, they're all dairymen, and they and they all care about their land and they care about their animals. And w- when you come out to the farm, you'll see that. You know, that's their that's their livelihood. You know, our girls on our farm are are our most important thing. You know, they're our bread and butter. Um, they put food on the table for my family and they put a uh, roof over my head so we always you know treat them with the most uh, upstanding excellence and the same with our land um, they provide food for those animals so we'd like to take care of that as well and with being a part of the yahara pride farms what kind of legacy are you hoping that that program and then your farm itself would be able to leave I think sustainability for the, the next generation. You know, as as urban sprawl uh, keeps keeps pushing more outward in the Dane County area, um, I have a son and a daughter that that I'd like to see farm. You know, that would be kind of the ultimate goal. Um, and I know a lot of other farmers in the area are, feel the same way with uh, discussions we've had. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, it can build a little bit of a connection between the public, uh, knowing that a farm and and uh, the city can kind of coexist in the same county and uh, that that farmers care and there's going to be something here for the next generation. You've also worked with the Clean Lakes Alliance. Tell me about that relationship. So the the Clean Lakes has uh, some some grant programs out there um, that try to help out with offset some of this cost. So they said margins were quite tight the last few years um, for dairy farmers and they've put a little bit of grant money out there in hopes to encourage farm to maybe purchase a VTI bar they might be on the fence for or uh, cover crop a few more acres, um, possibly try a new technology that they they might not have financially been in the position to try. Um, It might have been two years down the road, and they might be trying it this fall. to, to implement it a little bit sooner than what they would have, uh, which 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 really kind of helps out and speeds up the process. And then one final thing about the article that you helped to write, um, it was said here that it looks to that you're looking to provide or a blueprint for a national model that would help that urban rural partnership. What are some of the key points you're seeing in that? I, 
I think throughout the, the state there's been a lot of uh, watershed um, organizations that have popped up because um, the, the farmers are out on the land every day and they're taking care of their uh, their, their crops, their animals, and other, other farmers are out doing the right thing too. So I think it's a good opportunity to learn from each other, uh, learn with each other, um, try some new technologies and see what works, what doesn't work. And growing larger than the state of Wisconsin, I think it could be a national thing where a lot of farmers are involved in open doors of communication on how we can improve. That was Patrick Meyer, a dairy farmer from the Wanakee area, sharing more about his attempts to connect those in farming and those outside of farming to understand all that those in agriculture are doing to help improve water quality and land conservation. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Reba McClone. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Here at Prairie Estates Genetics, we provide dairy farmers with high-quality silage minus the risks. You see, by combining our next-gen seed and next-gen forage management services, we're able to help dairy farmers improve harvest consistency, feed consistency, and milk production consistency. So why not do the same for your farm? Visit prairieestatesgenetics.com and see how you can make next year's harvest your best one yet. Prairie Estates Genetics, the future of forage is here. Shopping at Rogan's Shoes is fun. Shop great name brands and get the second pair for half price. Mix and match shoes for your entire family. If you don't need a second pair of shoes or boots at the time of your purchase, just bring in your receipt at a later date to receive your half price discount. Rogan's Shoes, a family-owned and operated company. Madison East and West and Janesville and Beloit. Equal value or less, some exclusions may apply. See complete details at a store near you. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Wisconsin. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect For officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. Till in every inch of land in the state, except Lambeau Field, that there's consecrated ground. Pam Yonke and the Farm Report. Alrighty, we're at 519 now on a Wednesday morning. A little cooler out there than what we'd normally expect for this time in October. Let's talk weather. Stu Macher, Ag Meteorologist, along with us. And I see that uh, although the temperatures today are definitely cooler than what we'd like, we do warm up. And it does look like, at least the forecast I'm seeing, Stu, that we're going to stay a little bit on the dry side, which is really good because a lot of our listeners that are in the western area of the state still have a lot of river flooding that's occurring. Drier weather, Pam, and I'm happy to report drying weather as well. 
fact, I really expect over the next couple of days that along with a little more sunshine that breaks out more so for tomorrow, we're going to have some pretty brisk winds around here today and at least a nice breeze into the nighttime. That should help to dry up some of those saturated soils, not just western Wisconsin, but everywhere. We've got abundant moisture around here so far this fall and really need to get things dried out help push that harvest along we're at that point you know the crops are drying down more quickly than the soil so it's imperative we get in get that corn get those soybeans out before they dry down too far and make us change other plans now today we can talk about low pressure sliding ease pulling away from us and as that happens, we stand the better chance to see some clearing, especially, I think, into the nighttime, that low pulling well over into lower Michigan and away. High pressure will begin to strengthen in. That's when more clearing shows up through the nighttime and on into the day Thursday. Frostiness, not out of the question. Almost anywhere in Wisconsin as we wrap up tonight or head into the day tomorrow. Low 30s for nighttime lows. We could drop down closer to freezing by daybreak on Thursday. But then we'll have that sunshine, and those temperatures in the day will be pushed up thanks to that sun, warming up even more into the day Friday, back up to normal for this time of the year, a bit above. That helps to dry things out, helps to make it seem a little more prosperous as far as getting things done out in those fields. But there is going to be more rain chance, so you know, a few dry days. Today, tomorrow, Friday, late Friday night into Saturday, low pressure will pass off to our south, and that's the system that could lead to some rain chance. A few scattered showers, a possibility late Friday night or into Saturday. I tell you, a lot of the forecast maps I've seen not indicating much rain really building into the region, but that rain chance around late Friday into Saturday, maybe again late Sunday night or into the day Monday, that one may have some more moisture with it. So if we can make a lot of progress, here the next several days, even into the weekend, hoping that rain stays further south and doesn't amount to much, should give us some chance to make more progress, hopefully get some more of the harvest taken care of, and of course that means also cleaning the mud off the roadways, making sure that we're not looking at a really muddy path behind us for everybody else who's sharing the road with us. It's just been that kind of year, and I don't expect that it's going to turn around just overnight. In fact, about the time we really start to dry it out, that next little chance of rain slips in late Friday night or into the day Saturday. The temperatures don't cool off too much. Even through the weekend, we'll be at normal or a bit above come Sunday, staying mild, starting the new week. But that's when a more likelihood of some rain appears to be slipping in. I'll be back with those forecast details right after this. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. So whether you're just starting out or on your way to building a legacy, we're here for you and wishing you a safe and bountiful harvest. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. 
We're still in for mostly cloudy skies and a breezy day. That means pretty fair drying nonetheless. Upper 40s about 50. Northwest winds a good 5 to 15. They'll even gust up around 30 or better. Skies start to clear out a bit in the nighttime. There may be a little frostiness in the early morning hours. We drop down toward the midter. Low 30s coolest off to the east and north. The northwest winds 5 to 10. A little morning frost and then a sunny day for Thursday. Low to mid 50s more likely then starting to turn around a bit. The northwest winds will be at 5. Partly sunny on Friday. Upper 50s. South winds at 5 to 15. But then I had to mention that small rain chance late Friday night. More likely a scattered shower could develop Saturday. But partly sunny even then in the upper 50s with a southwest breeze. Not the worst of weather to see as we make our way through this now second half of the month of October. You know as the days continue to get shorter the drying isn't as good as we'd like to see Pam. But we'll take what we're getting right now. We've got it. Thank you, Stu. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Stu Muckrag, meteorologist with the weather details you're looking for. After 5.30, a few more details on a special event happening tomorrow on the UW-Platteville campus. From 11.30 until 1.30, they are going to be talking about the China market, Southeast Asia as a whole, and its impact on Wisconsin's agriculture community and our economy as a whole. I'll be moderating a panel that includes Wisconsin Ag Secretary Brad Paff as well as some other special guests. Details on that coming your way after 530. It's 525 right now. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Madison Area Crime Stoppers needs your help. We are seeing an increase in burglaries, theft from autos, and vehicle thefts all around Dane County. The burglary trends include items taken from open garages while people are working in the yard or inside the house, homes being entered through an unlocked door while residents are home or away, home video cameras show suspects checking common locations in which keys are placed, like top of door frames, under rocks, or doormats, entry into underground parking facilities to target cars or storage units. The theft from auto trends include unlocked vehicles being rifled through and items taken, locked vehicles having car windows smashed out to take items of value that are in plain view. The vehicle theft trends include vehicles are stolen when keys are left inside the car. When entry is made to the home, the burglars take keys and steal the car. Consider locking up to prevent these crimes of opportunity and look out for your neighbors. And remember, if you see activity that seems suspicious, report your observations to Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. If the incidents are occurring now, call 911. Thank you to everybody that made it to our free travel show. It looks like you want to join me in Panama and Costa Rica to kick off the new calendar year. Pam Yankee here. Our next farm adventure, January 4th through the 13th, we're visiting Costa Rica and Panama. You want to come along? We've got a brand new tool for you to be able to learn more about the trip. All you need to do is jump online, holidayvacations.com, enter keyword Pam, and they've got special online video presentations to show you some of the sites that we'll be enjoying on the trip. And that includes, of course, Doka Coffee. We'll visit Corso Dairy and learn a little bit about agriculture in Costa Rica. There's Arnal Volcano National Park, Monteverde Cloud Forest Reserve. Then it's on to Panama, where we'll not only enjoy a full transit on the Panama Canal, but we'll also get a chance to visit with the indigenous population that still make that region their home. Call Holiday Vacations toll-free, 800-826-2266, and join me on this Costa Rica-Panama trip. Welcome to the Middleton Farmers Cooperative, powered locally since 1928. Your cooperative, serving the community with two Senex convenience stores, Do It Best Hardware Center, 
Feed Mill, offering Vita Plus products, agronomy center, and Blue Dolphin car washes. Become a member today. Visit us on Pleasant View Road or University Avenue in Middleton or online at middletoncoop.com. Be our neighbor. Become a member. The Middleton Farmers Cooperative, your cooperative. Stop by the Do It Best Center in Middleton and check out Grandpa Ray's Outdoor Products for nutrition and food plots that are natural and innovative. Also, check out Wags Hunting Scents for the freshest whitetail scents on the market. Wags keeps it simple. Be our neighbor. Become a member. The Middleton Farmers Cooperative, your cooperative. It's 3 a.m. Your home is freezing. No, it's not your furnace. It's your empty propane tank that your provider forgot to fill. Don't let this become your reality. Contact the propane experts at Insight FS. Ask them about their tank monitoring program that gives you 24-7 access to your tank levels. Insight FS also offers convenient contracting or budget billing programs. Don't get left in the cold. Let Insight FS bring the heat. Visit InsightFS.com for a propane expert near you. the best seat feel the energy up close and personal always enjoyable always memorable music variety comedy and events online at crystalgrand.com the crystal grand music theater your seat is the best seat Art doesn't see disabilities. That's because art is truly for everyone, all artists, ages, cultures, and abilities. But for individuals with disabilities, making art transforms not just them as creators, it transforms everyone around them. VSA Wisconsin has been changing lives through art for over 30 years. We provide accessibility and participation in all arts learning that enhance so many aspects of life. For thousands of Wisconsinites with disabilities, from three years old to seniors, we offer participation in music, visual art, creative writing, movement, and drama. What can VSA Wisconsin do for you? Inspire. You'll see at our programs, shows, events, and sales throughout the state. Attend classes and workshops taught by professional artists at the VSA Art Center in Madison. Or visit our gallery and shop and take some inspiration home. Visit us online at vsawis.org to volunteer, donate, to get informed, get involved, and get inspired by art all over again. Jonathan Taylor was crossing up some people again, uh, but the, Bernie, the story of Saturday, obviously the defense. I mean, my God, four shutouts on the season, number one total defense, number one rushing yards, number one passing yards. What can we? What is left to describe this Badger defense and what it's doing this season? I, honestly, there is no more words. They're just that good. They might be the best of all time. Listen, how many they score every game? It's amazing. They've given up four touchdowns and they've scored four touchdowns. That's insane. It, it's insane. And you know what? It's just like watching Jimmy Leonard put these guys in the position to make plays, and then watching the guy make every play is just amazing. And you can tell it stems from the coaching down. Those guys look like they're having a blast out there. Like they're playing without thinking. They're just reacting, and that's all coaching. And then you got my guy Chris Orr, who's one of the nicest dudes to meet. He's one of the meanest dudes on the field. Yeah. And I just love to watch the way that him and all the other guys are just playing. It's just smash mouth like fast football. Hey, Bernie, do you think Jim Leonard is going to – I mean, 
it's all conjecture, but do you think he's going to stick around, or do you think he'd be like getting enticed to go to the NFL or somewhere else to be a head coach, or do you think he'd be a Wisconsin guy through and through and be loyal? Yeah, I, I mean, everything in his past says he's such a Wisconsin guy. So I don't, you know, like he's made ten years of money in the NFL. He's making pretty solid money in Wisconsin. So why? I mean, why leave? I, I guess maybe if like you know, if Coach Chris ever left or something happened that he didn't like, I, I just find it hard to believe that he'll ever leave. I well, think he could possibly be the next head football. He's, listen, he's the next Barry Alvarez. That's what I was just going to say. I think, Bernie, he's going to, because I'm sure teams have called, will call again. I think at some point, Chris will come to him and say, look, I, I'm going to do this for five more years. If you stay in here, you know, you, you got the job in five years. So I, I think it's kind of like what they when they brought Bielma in, right, to be defensive coordinator, and Barry told him, you know, you're going to be D.C. for three years, and then you're going to run the show. I think it's the same thing with Leonard. I think he's going to be the head coach here in, you know, five, six years. You know, and, and I completely agree. And then, and I think after that, he's going to be the uh, athletic director. So, I, I, you know, the guy is—he's too special to Wisconsin to let him go anywhere else. And I think Coach Chris—I hope he's there for however long he wants to be there. And I hope that he—that Jimmy is the next guy. Um, it's good for the state. It's good for—you know—it's good for everybody. It's good for alumni. Man, it's good for me. Maybe I can finally watch a game on the field. <laughs> I was going to say, can you hook, can you hook your boys up if uh, if that happens? <laughs> Oh, my God, I'll try to hook everybody up. Uh, visit with our guy, uh, Matt Bernstein. All right, so now you get to the, the season at hand, and 6-0, and Bernie. I mean, I said this to Ebo yesterday. Can we just get, like, Illinois to forfeit? Like, can we just get them to give us 200 yards for Jonathan Taylor and a shutout so we can pad our stats and then move on to Ohio State? Because, like, I mean, Wisconsin's a 30-point favorite on Saturday. Is this truly just a going through the motions because you got the game of the decade coming up next week in Columbus? And I, I mean, I hope not, because if you watched uh, Illinois play tough against Michigan, I, I don't want to see that. Was that this weekend? Yeah. 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 They, yeah. They, they made it. They got it pretty close. They got it the within third. a touchdown in the, yeah, in the third quarter. I, I'll tell you what, man. Going to Vegas for a weekend really Oh, yeah. How was the bachelor party, by the way? Oh, it, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We saw Calvin Harris Friday night, pool party Saturday. Saw some <laughs> bikinis I've never seen before in my entire life. Hell you, yeah. You were wearing one? I wish. Hey, listen, you could do whatever you want in Vegas as long as you you got to grease everyone. You basically got to tip everyone. You could do whatever you want there. No, did you tan beforehand or you just go kind of pasty? Oh, man, I'm so pasty. It's disgusting. And I sit in the shade. I don't go out in the sun. Well, you're, you're talking to me, Bernie. I'm like Albino. <laughs> I feel you, brother. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I, like A team like Illinois doesn't make me nervous. It just makes me think that it'll be a game. Only because we have Ohio State next week. We just came off this amazing victory. But you know what, though? What are you going to do? First off, you have to go against our defense so that you're not going to score that much, right? If they, then, even sc- if they even score at all. If they even score. You know, like that's – so for me, if I'm Jimmy, I bet, guys, listen, let's keep, this, let's keep this going. You guys could be the best defense in college football possibly, especially for the Badgers. Let's keep this going. Let's shut out Illinois. Um, and on offense, I mean, listen, I, I really – Jonathan Taylor had a tough day, and everyone else played fantastic after that. Yeah. Who ran that long jet sweep? Was that uh, A.J. Taylor or Kendrick Pryor? Uh, Pryor. Pryor, yeah. That was awesome. That was phenomenal, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, man, what's I, that say about the Badgers, that Jonathan Taylor gets held for, what, 80-some yards? I mean, so it's two touchdowns, but 80-some yards, and everyone else is competing. I think that's, you know, multifaceted offense now for Wisconsin. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. It is going to be breezy and cool around the state of Wisconsin today. Because of Columbus Day, we had uh, delayed results as far as 
crop progress and crop quality updates are concerned, but I've got them for you before we hit 6 o'clock. We're also going to be visiting with our agriculture ambassador. She is, of course, Abigail Martin, Alice in Dairyland. I caught up with her during the Brown County Farm Bureau's 75th anniversary celebration. We'll catch up with her before 6. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. Some really cool tidbits on history for, for today. Back in this date, 1945, the Food and Agriculture Organization was established, the FAO. It was established in Quebec City, Canada. I believe today it is in Rome. On this date, back in 1923, the Walt Disney Company was founded. Wow, back on this date, 1923, Walt Disney. Some really cool tidbits for Wisconsin. On this date, in 1968, the Milwaukee Bucks played their first game. How about that? It was against the Chicago Bulls. Unfortunately, they lost. Thank goodness they're on a much better trend now. And here's one for the farm show. On this date in 1850, Walworth County held their first fair in the village of East Troy. It is considered the oldest existing county fair on record in Wisconsin 1850 on this date. I'll bet they're glad they're not doing a fair today, and now you know. Well, we've been talking an awful lot about uh, competitors against the dairy industry. What's happening with all this plant-based product that's showing up in the dairy showcase? We want to try to make sure that consumers know what they're getting on the labels. We want to, more importantly, make sure that it's not even next to our dairy products. Dr. Mark Stevenson with the Center for Dairy Profitability says, new research is out that shows, although it's something we want to keep an eye on, in reality, these plant-based imitators aren't really denting our market. But other beverages may. We just had a report from ERS, you know, that indicated that per capita demand for all dairy products, um, milk equivalent in all dairy products, was at the highest level it's been since 1965. So demand has been brisk. In spite of the fact that uh, we've got these imitate the soy and the almonds, is that having an effect? The marketplace is going to offer everything that a creative mind can think of that a consumer might want. And, yeah, it will continue to have an effect, but it hasn't been the whole effect either. There's just been a lot of competition for the stomach space, I guess, especially for beverage products. Mm-hmm. Um, juices have taken a big slice of, of a market that was once, you know, largely reserved for milk. Water is probably the biggest competitor that we've had. So bottled water is, is taking a lot of what milk once had. Um, and, I, you know, we should fight for every sale that we can have of a dairy product. But if I'm a dairy farmer, I'm not going to agonize over um, whether we lose a little bit of that because we're picking it up on the other end, uh, cheese sales. You know, it, 70, 1975, 17 pounds per capita. Uh, today it's 37 pounds per capita. So uh, I heard one person say, and I, I think it's a nice phrase way to put it, we aren't drinking milk anymore, we're eating it. Dr. Mark Stevenson with the Center for Dairy Profitability. And like he said, we're not drinking it, but we are eating it as far as dairy consumption overall. Again, as he said, the Economic Research Survey showed that their per capita consumption dairy numbers, all dairy, fluid, and products, we haven't seen this kind of consumption since back in 1965. The other item that uh, Dr. Stevenson talked about with Bob Bosold was that he believes that 2020 milk price probably going to go up about a dollar a hundred weight compared to 2019 and let's bear in mind that the average milk price for 2019 is about a dollar 30 a hundred weight more 
than it was in 2018. So let's keep our fingers crossed that that is a trend we can continue to kind of rely on. One other item, uh, given the challenges that we've got going on around Wisconsin, I want you to know our university extension staff is going to be mobilizing again to try to help when it comes to diagnosing farm stress, trying to help with farmer health. They've got a group of agriculture professional consultants that are going to work closely with farmers and try to help them out. Two different training sessions that are coming up. One's going to be in Greene County in Monroe on October 31st, and the other is going to be held in Madison at the Dane County Extension Office on November 4th. If that's something that you would like to get trained up on, please reach out to your local county extension office and let them know. We'll try to post information up on our website as well. Check out the new website if you haven't, midwestfarmreport.com. Thanks to Josh Reba and Caitlin out of our lacrosse office for helping with all that transition. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Coming up in a moment, markets yesterday in Chicago finished in a softer area, but they didn't see the latest crop quality ratings. Maybe it'll change their minds today. We'll bring you that information coming your way in just a moment. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings. Focus on energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-947-7828 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. Okay, we're getting ready to put one set of equipment away, bring the other one out. Are they both healthy? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here from my buddies at McFarland, 780 Carolina Street, right there in the heart of Sauk City. You know where they are, just off Highway 12, where everything is all under one roof. And that's a good thing, because this is the time of the year when we're getting ready to put the lawnmowers away, bring out all the snow equipment, right? Are they both healthy? The reason I ask is because McFarland's can take care of both when it comes to maintenance. It's not too early to think about your snowblower, a tune-up, a new battery, maybe a starter, whatever you need. It sounds like another polar vortex coming. Be prepared. Okay, so you're putting the lawnmower away. It did its job this year, but are you starting to notice things? When's the last time the oil was changed or the belts were replaced? See, McFarland's can take care of both those machines all under one roof. So whether it's one more round of lawn mowing or whether you want to be ready for the first snow, check in with my friends at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. One of the area's top producers of fresh produce continues to grow. Gums Farms is now hiring for their packing shed and field. These are seasonal, full-time, with potential full-year-round employment. If you have a passion for agriculture and want to learn from a locally-owned and seasoned producer, visit gumsfarmswi.com for an application. Gums Farms is looking for forklift operators and stackers. Find out more. Visit GUMZ farmswi.com gums farms growing for the future so with columbus day on monday we got our latest crop quality report yesterday and it's pretty much the way you'd expect when you've seen freezing temperatures in the first what two weeks of october wisconsin ag statistical service said as of sunday across the state of wisconsin 49 percent of our topsoil moisture was at a surplus and 41 percent of our subsoil moisture was at a surplus said 94% of our corn had reached the dough stage, 84% was dented. That's more than three weeks behind last year and three weeks behind our five-year average. Corn condition rating, 62% good to excellent, down three points in a week's time. 
we've got about 48% of the corn silage that was harvested. <laughs> Doesn't say anything about the quality, but that was harvested. What about soybeans? 91% of our soybeans had their leaves colored turning as of Sunday, 18 days behind last year. Uh, as far as leaf drops, 78% of the beans had that going on, 12 days behind our average 15% of our soybean harvest was already done, nine days behind last year, 10 days behind the average. Conditions, 68% of our soybeans called good to excellent, down three percentage points in a week. I think we'll leave it stop right there. Markets yesterday in Chicago did not have that information, so they actually finished in a lower position. On the close yesterday in Chicago, December corn was down four and a half at three ninety three and a quarter. November soybeans down six and a half at nine thirty four, with the July new crop wheat down two and a quarter on Tuesday, five twenty two and a quarter. As far as dairy is concerned, barrel cheese was unchanged at two oh two and a half. Forty pound block cheese dropped a penny and three quarters to two oh five and a half. The double A butter that was up a penny yesterday at two twelve a pound. Both the November and December fluid milk contracts also picked up just a couple pennies. Coming up next, she keeps a smile on her face no matter what's happening with the weather or Wisconsin agriculture. She is our agriculture ambassador, Abigail Martin. Our current Allison Dairyland visits with us next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. She's like your older sister, but louder. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Hey, don't forget, Reba and Josh back along with you tomorrow. And Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, joining us as well. 
Well, this uh, past weekend got a chance to celebrate the 75th anniversary of Brown County Farm Bureau up in northeast Wisconsin. And one of their special guests was our own Alice in Dairyland. Abigail Martin hails from the community of Milton down in Rock County. She's now been on the job as Wisconsin's agriculture ambassador for about four months' time. Had a chance to sit down and visit with her and find out how the first four months have been going and what, if anything, has surprised her about the job. Yeah, I'm kind of getting in the groove now. I celebrated being a third of the way done, but finally feeling like I kind of know what's going on. But it's been a wonderful start with June Dairy Month and fair season and now into harvest season. It's been great. I know you were real busy during World Dairy Expo. How was that? It was awesome. And I got to see a new side of World Dairy Expo as I worked with those fourth graders that are coming in from Madison, Middleton, Sun Prairie that don't get a chance to go out to a farm. So they come to World Dairy Expo to see cows and how cows are milked. So I interacted with all of those kiddos. 1,400 of them almost came to World Dairy Expo in two days. So that was an amazing experience. Did you catch any of their comments or what was their standard reaction? Actually, my favorite question was, some boy asked, um, so to do the dairy farmers, do they get in touch with the cocoa farmers? Is that how chocolate milk is made? And I thought that was the greatest comment ever. He was making connections that there's different farmers for different products and I said unfortunately we don't have cocoa farmers in Wisconsin but they sure do. That's how our chocolate milk comes from, cocoa and milk. So it was a really intelligent question that he was asking. So these kids are really picking up on what we're saying and asking intelligent questions. Better than the brown cow and brown milk. Very good. Yeah. Now tell me a little bit, this is getting to be the busy time of the year for you. You'll start really amping up towards the holiday yeah. season, reminding people about Wisconsin commodities. What other things have you been doing out in the field, Abigail? I've been doing a lot of harvest tours, so learning about how are potatoes harvested or carrots harvested, things that I didn't necessarily grow up with, and that's the crazy thing. You can grow up immersed in agriculture and still have so much to learn. So this year I've been learning about different harvesting techniques and different ways apple trees are being planted here in Wisconsin. So the diversity of Wisconsin agriculture continues to amaze me, and that's what I've really been kind of focusing on here as farmers are out in the field harvesting their products this season. You make a good point because you are from agriculture in South Central Wisconsin. Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, I grew up on a dairy farm just outside of Janesville, Wisconsin, and my dad and uncle are still farming there on the farm today. I'll be the fourth generation on my family's dairy farm, and I always love to share that just like 95% of the farms in Wisconsin, our farm is family-owned, so we're very proud of that and proud to be part of supplying dairy products to communities around Wisconsin and beyond. And likewise, you went to school at UW, so you continued that passion for agriculture. Yes, I went to school at UW-Madison. I have a degree in dairy science, so we learned all about how do we take care care of our cows the best we can? What do we feed them? How do we make sure when we're milking them they're as comfortable and when they're laying out in the barn they're as cool and comfortable as possible? So that's one of the things I love to talk about consumers. You know, I have a degree in how we care for dairy cattle, and farmers do go to school. They're learning about how to care for animals and continually learning throughout their lives. Now, I know you, like you said, you've been in a lot of different audiences, a lot of different crowds. How is it to come from an agriculture background in an urbanized area? You've had a unique way to see how consumers interact or maybe don't interact with the farmer neighbors around them. Is that helping you with these messages? I think it's definitely helping. And I, one of my favorite experiences in life was I lived in a dorm freshman year with a girl who grew up in inner city Chicago. She was of a Chinese background, so completely opposite worlds. And it really opened my eyes. And some of my other dorm friends came from suburbs of Chicago or the Twin Cities. And I was able to share these experiences 
because growing up in Milton, not everybody lived on a farm, but everybody knew I lived on a farm, had hey, maybe been out to visit. So when you go to Madison and you're meeting with these students from all over, it gives you an opportunity to share what you do and why you do it. And maybe they weren't necessarily against farming. They just didn't know. They didn't know an agriculturalist. And so now that they had a farmer friend, per se, they had somebody right. to ask those questions to. Right. Now you're setting your own agenda, Abigail, as far as what you'd like to accomplish. So what are some of the highlights? What are some of the target areas that you want to focus on? I think kind of like my similar experience, I'd love to connect people with their farmers and processors that are in their area. So maybe they drive past a farm every day and just don't know the farmer. I was at one event and it was a bicycling event. So they this, the bicyclers stopped at farms throughout the county, throughout their ride. And this couple signed up to do the bicycle event because they had never been to their neighbor's farm. And they lived just down the road and always wanted to stop. And instead of just knocking and asking, they thought, well, here's the opportunity. So it really opened my eyes. And as I was talking to this farmer, you know, they're like, well, we would have loved to show them around. They just never stopped. And for them to have to sign up this bicycle event just to visit their neighbor's farm. So I think in any way that I can help showcase, you know, farmers and processors that are in people's area so that they have someone right next door to connect to is what I'm really looking forward to. Right. And now today, some of that a little easier attained with social media. Yes, definitely. Then you can share the faces and where people are located. And I always love to share, like, if I go to Sassy Cow and say, hey, you need to come here and visit this. So I've been to some neat apple orchards and showcasing what I'm doing and just showing that people, there's agriculture in your backyard and just get out there and explore. And better to try to understand what stresses our farms, regardless of type or size, are going through. Yes, definitely right now is a stressful time in agriculture. So I always encourage consumers uh, to support their local farmers and processors. And it's been uh, pleasant. I've been able, consumers have been concerned about their farmers. They understand that this weather has not been great for farmers and that they're wondering, what can I do to support? So I always encourage them to buy those Wisconsin products. You know, go to a farmer's market, look for Wisconsin labels in the grocery store store and that's what they can do to help support farmers and processors here in our state. Is there anything that's been a little surprising since you took the position? I mean, I think we all have an idea of what Alice does. Is there anything that is uh, surprising you, so to speak? I guess it was kind of that, that consumers care. So sometimes as farmers, we can feel isolated, like we're having all these struggles, and it's really hard that people don't care. But for the most part, like I said, people are caring. So they're coming to the dairy breakfast. They're coming to the fair wondering, how do we support our farmers? Because we care about them. They're in our community. So again, I've always encouraged them to buy local and that seems like what they're wanting to do so that's been positively surprising you know and the other thing we're getting into that uh, harvest season the holidays where you will be in cranberry bogs and you will be out promoting our something special from wisconsin that helps too definitely i'm excited gearing up for this something special from wisconsin campaign i'll start here in november december encouraging people to buy gifts for their friends and family everyone on their list here in wisconsin so i'll be highlighting different products that are made or grown here in our state that people can choose whether they want to give them as gifts or for themselves to serve at the dinner table so i'm excited for that campaign coming up. You know, Abigail, we want to make sure that people are following you as you go through this journey, and they've got a lot of different ways to do that, and you are, like I said, you're active on social media. Give them kind of a lineup on how they can find out where you're going to be, what you're up to, what uh, you're talking about. Yes, so I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all as Alice in Dairyland, and I have a blog at alicendairyland.com that people can follow along my adventures in agriculture. Always a smile on her face. That's Abigail Martin. She's our current Alice in Dairyland. And like she said, lots of miles yet to come as she continues her tenure as our agriculture ambassador. Remember, they will be soliciting resumes for the next Alice in Dairyland, probably sometime around February if there's somebody in your 
family or circle of friends that wants to speak up for Wisconsin agriculture. In the meantime, let's encourage Abigail and follow along, like she said, at aliceindairyland.com for 